family. Good to see all of you here this morning. Glad that you made the choice to be here to worship with us. I really appreciate that. A couple of things to go over before we get into the lesson this morning. I need a favor from you. Can I get, can I get you guys to just look around real quick? See who's here. See who's not here. See who's been missing. Maybe we, you think, man, I haven't seen that person in a month of Mondays. I need to reach out to them, give them a call, find out if everything's okay. Uh, tell them that they're missed. I know that they would appreciate that uh, coming from anybody, but especially from those that have truly missed them. Maybe your pew partner is no longer here. And I know you I know, you know who your pew partners are because, goodness, don't ask the all seats to sit in some different place. The building might fall down or the Andersons, or the Estes, or anybody else that's here this morning, right? want to remind everybody that next Sunday, you need to change your clocks before you go to bed. Because isn't it daylight saving time next weekend? Right? And so that's spring forward, fall back. So we'll know if you didn't, because you'll be here an hour early. Which for some of you might put you here at Bible class, which will be great. Okay, reminding you of that. Uh, Life groups. The elders have been very pleased with the feedback that they've gotten on how the life groups have been going. They think that it's going rather well. I seem to agree. I think that you guys do too from the feedback that I've heard. I want to encourage you to sign up for the first session of 2022 on the sign-up sheet in the back for life groups. Uh, And also as a reminder, since today is fifth Sunday, we're going to do our fellowship meal in the auditorium not in the auditorium, in the fellowship hall, even though that might be fun. We're going to do the fellowship meal in the fellowship hall uh, and then come back into the auditorium for a just big, massive life group today uh, instead of meeting as individuals. Uh, But before we do all of that, we're going to want to set up for 39ers in there. Do you guys know that 39ers is this week? Anybody that's over the age of 39 is welcome to attend. Hank Hyatt's going to be speaking Ray Hyatt. That's way better than Hank. (laughs) I saw Hank. Where'd he go? He's here somewhere. Anyway, uh, Ray's going to be speaking for 39ers uh, this week, so I want to encourage everybody that's available to attend for that. Go ahead. Also, there's a sign-up sheet in the back for the Everybody Can Sing seminar that's coming up in January. Just wanting to kind of broach and see what kind of interest we have on that. If you have questions about it, read your bulletin or the Facebook page. There's plenty of information that's out there. And finally, this week, yes, this week we get into the month of November and we'll have our November study with the elders. Tuesday night, 6 p.m. here at the building in the fellowship hall. I believe Chris Guerrero is on tap to be leading the class this, this month. Uh, if you have not been attending those, I really, the elders really want to encourage you to be there for this. Uh, this is a time for Bible study and discussion led by the elders that is a blessing to everybody that attends. Uh, you're not going to walk away empty from that time that you spend together studying God's Word. So they really would encourage you to be there for that. All right, into the lesson. Bernard of Chartres. He's a 12th century philosopher, so I know that all of you guys have heard of him. But Bernard of Chartres had said at one point that we, he's calling himself the moderns, okay, 
We are like dwarves perched on the shoulders of giants. And thus we are able to see more and farther than the latter. And this is not at all because of the acuteness of our sight or the stature of our body, but because we are carried aloft and elevated by the magnitude of the giants. Now think about what this guy just said. He admitted that we can see further than what those who came before us could see. Not because we're better, but because of everything that they accomplished, we're able to climb up on top of them and actually see further than what they were wanting to see. In fact, if we were going to be talking about the benefits of those things, we actually are of having the greater benefit because of everything that those who went before us accomplished and did. It, it, and I think that's an important point for us to acknowledge this morning before we get into our section of the text in 1 Peter, because I think at times we have an elevated sense of importance. We think that we're better than what we really are, when in actuality, we're not better than what we really are. We're standing on the shoulders of giants that make us appear to be better than what we are. And I think that puts us in the proper mindset for what we need to be doing as we're living for Jesus in this world. Yeah, and have you ever stopped to think about those guys? Right, just think about it for a second. Those, everybody that came before, the giants, those who have made achievements in a particular field and are the pioneers of everything that went before them. We kind of talked about that in our class this morning with the ripple effect, and Bud had brought up the Wright brothers. Can you imagine what the Wright brothers would think if we were able to bring them forward historically to today to see what's going on with air, just air traffic and travel, airplanes, to see what they did on that beach and go, you can travel how fast? You can do what with an airplane? Or to have Leonardo da Vinci come forward with his crazy drawings of some kind of a helicopter, right? To actually see that thing working? To see what we have taken a vision and actually put into reality and how blown away they would be to see those things accomplished and how joyful they would be to see where we've taken their ideas and how far we've gone with them. I don't imagine that they would be too upset to see those things, to see how we've, we've, we've looked at what they did and moved forward on it. And I want us to pay attention to this because Peter's gonna make an argument here concerning salvation is that these prophets that we're about to read about, these prophets, these giants, had this same type of reality and reaction of what we're living today. Okay, look at what he says there in 1 Peter chapter 1, and let's read verses 10 through 16. 1 Peter chapter 1. We'll start in verse 10. He says, as to this salvation, this is what we talked about last week with the proof of your faith and all of those things, as to this salvation, the prophets who prophesied of the grace that would come to you made careful searches and inquiries, seeking to know what person or time the Spirit of Christ within them was indicating as he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the glories to follow. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves, but you, and these things which now have been announced to you through those who preach the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look. Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Keep sober in spirit. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. 
As obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lusts which were yours in your ignorance, but like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves also in all your behavior, because it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Now think about this. If you were the prophets, would you want to know when Jesus was going to show up, when the Christ was going to appear? You've been prophesying about him for all these, all these days and months and weeks and years, right? Would you not be a little bit curious? Would you not be the one to sit there and just pour over the ancient text and trying to figure out what the timeline looks like from God's perspective as you're trying to figure all of these things out? Would you spend a lot of time searching for this if this is really what you wanted? Be honest, guys. Would you search for it if that's what you desired more than anything in this world? I would say you would be. If that was your ultimate desire, you would be searching, you would be making inquiries, you would be trying to figure it out. And the question is, why would you be trying to figure it out? Because you want to see it. You want to experience it. You want to be filled with the joy of the fulfillment of God's promise, right? In fact, I know that that's what people were doing because in Matthew chapter 13, right, we can see it happening. Blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. For truly I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and did not see it and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. There was a man in Jerusalem, Luke chapter 2, whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout. What was he looking for? The consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him. These folks were looking for these things. And when they saw Jesus, okay, as an infant, when they saw Jesus, they recognized that the time was come. And what, what was the emotional state of these individuals? Joy. Praise, excitement, because what's about to happen? They're about to see the redemption of, the, of, of humanity, the kingdom brought forth in glory. And they've been waiting. They've been told they weren't going to die until they saw it. And it didn't seem to bother them that, well, when they saw it, that that meant that they were going to die. What mattered is that they got to see it. And somehow, God reveals through these prophets in their searchings that they're not even serving themselves. And I don't get how God did that. I really don't, okay? But what, what we're told is that God had revealed to him that they weren't serving themselves in this. They were serving you, me, us. They were serving the future generation. But that, and again... Boy, how very different than many people today, right? That didn't dampen their spirits. That didn't stop them from doing what they were doing. Like, why should I put any effort into this? I'm not going to get any benefit out of it. That wasn't the attitude that they took. No, the attitude they took was, oh, well, I'm only going to get so far in this. But somebody else is going to experience it. Somebody else is going to be able to pick it up. Somebody, somebody else is going to run with this thing. And man, I... I'm so thankful to serve them instead of myself in this. And, and they joyfully move forward doing those things. That's why our reading was from Hebrews chapter 11, right? Look at, look at the attitude of people 
that's being presented. He says, all these died in faith. How did they die? Without receiving a single promise. But having seen them, having welcomed them from a distance, and having confessed that they were strangers and exiles on the earth, for those who say such things make it clear they are seeking a country of their own. And indeed, if they had been thinking of that country from when they went out, they would have had opportunity to return, which I, I think another way to say that is to, you keep focusing on the past, all you want to do is just go back there. But as it is, they desire a better country, that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God's not ashamed to be called their God. He's prepared a city for them. Desires were not lessened just because they didn't see it. In fact, if anything, their desire was heightened even when they couldn't see it. And that's what we were talking about last week, didn't it? With living in the present, with an eye to the future, knowing where you're going and how to get there, understanding that the service that we are rendering today does not necessarily fall on us, but fall on the future generations that come behind us. And we stand on the shoulders of giants. And we can see clearer, we can see farther than any of those prophets ever could. Not because of how astute we are, but because of how great God is to bring us to this moment where we can stand there and see these things. Most of you have heard of mustard gas, right? It's a chemical. And when introduced to the human body, it produces blisters on the skin and inside your lungs when you inhale it. It's a very nasty chemical. But here's the deal. Through separate and independent research, it was found to be a suppressor of white blood cell growth. And so it was reasoned, because it suppressed white blood cell growth, that it might have the same effect on cancer cells. So in December of 1942, it was tested through injection with remarkable, not temporary results. This would soon lead to the discovery of mustine. It's an anti-cancer drug. It's used to treat Hodgkin's and leukemia. My point is, not that we should all just go out and find our own local dealer of mustard gas, but my point is that once the initial discovery was made, it did not stop others from following in the footsteps of the pioneers. There was and there continues to be constant development in this field. And all of this is done with an understanding of what was previously discovered. Peter says, we stand on the shoulders of giants. We see clearer, not because we live in the time of salvation, but because our knowledge is based on their knowledge. And this knowledge that we've received puts a burden on us. We don't just get to put it in our pocket and go squirrel it away somewhere. That God expects us to act on this knowledge, to act 
on the knowledge of our salvation. Yes, we live by faith and on the promises of God, but this is done based on the knowledge of God that we have right now. And that's why he says, therefore, be sober in spirit. Keep your hope fixed completely on the grace. Don't be conformed to former lusts, which were yours in ignorance. Be holy. We stand on the shoulders of giants so we can be holy. They did that for us. And when we do that, we do that for them. Not because we're great and awesome and more astute than anyone that came before us, but because we know what God did for us. We live our lives in the present with a look to the future, but during this time, we are expected to act. See, there's a huge difference between standing on the shoulder of giants and riding the coattails of giants. You understand what I'm saying? Somebody that rides the coattails of someone does nothing, right? They just ride on accomplishments that someone else has done and, and maybe get some credit for it, maybe they don't, but they're not really doing anything. And let's just be upfront on this. If you're riding the coattails of someone, you're not really serving someone else, you're serving yourself. But to stand on the shoulders of giants means that you're continuing to constantly develop, to be better, to take what was known and use it. That our actions based on the knowledge of our salvation shows us the truth of what we were in our ignorance and it reveals to us who we are now and how we're supposed to behave. And here's the deal, guys. You guys got your steel toes on? To not act in this way dishonors those whose shoulders we stand on. And even worse, dishonors and disrespects God. We disrespect the God who offered the means of salvation. We disrespect the God who allows us to live in a time that others longed to see and didn't. Because it would be acting in a way that is completely outside of the character of God and those giants on whom we stand. And just as we stand on the shoulders of giants today, <clears throat> there are those who either are or will stand on ours. That God had not, has not designed his kingdom, has not designed this life to be stat static, where we stand on the shoulders of prophets and that's the end all be all. That he has designed it in such a way that as we see clearer and we see farther because of what was revealed previously, 
those that come after should see clearer and should see farther than what we see. And that should bring joy to our hearts to know that that's how God set this up. It should encourage us to recognize that our service that we do in this world is not focused toward us, but focused on others, focused on future generations. So the question I'm going to leave with you this morning is this. Are you helping others to see clearer? Are you serving others instead of yourself? Or are you just simply retarding the growth and knowledge of those who want to see farther? Because I think Peter gives us a clue on how, we will, how, that, how those questions get answered. And it's how we live today. It's the attitudes that we bring to the things that we do that answer those questions. See, you, you don't even have to sit there and really think very hard about how you're answering those questions, do you? All you got to do is just look at your life with some integrity and honesty. which, by the way, is what God's expecting of us to do anyway. I think we can accomplish God's purpose as his people and as his kingdom, right here, right now. I think in many ways we are accomplishing God's purpose and mission, right here, right now. Not because we're so great and we're so awesome, but because we stand on the shoulders of those who have gone before us, who have helped us see clearer. May we also be, I pray that we will be that same type of people that think more about the future of others than we think about the future of ourselves. We're going to stand and sing a song that Austin's got for us. Let's use this as an opportunity. Do some self-reflection. If you find yourself where you are just serving yourself, hey, welcome to the club. We all find ourselves in that position now and again. But this is those moments and those times where we can relinquish that selfishness and that greed by making confession to one another on this, by opening up our hearts and our souls to each other, embracing each other and encouraging one another through this. Perhaps you're with us this morning and you haven't become a Christian yet and you're ready to make the greatest confession man will ever make on this earth. Jesus is the Christ and you're ready to become servant, friend, to him as master, to be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. Whatever it is that we can do for you, if you need counsel from the elders, if you need prayers of the body, make it known by coming forward while we stand and sing.